I want to go up to run the author, brothers and sisters in the summer. Today is the third December 2023, yeah? Sunday class. So we'll be continuing our sharing from this book. What is the difference between awareness and consciousness? We are at page 36, yeah? the last paragraph. Okay, as usual, we will have our puja. Yeah? Let us now compose our mind, develop the faith, sada, virya, then mindfully we shall commence the puja chanting. Namo pensu se chia monifo. Namo pensu se chia monifo. Namo pensu se chia monifo. Namo kwan sing pusa. Namo kwan sing pusa. Namo kwan sing pusa. Namo Amitofo, Namo Amitofo, Namo Amitofo, Namo Milofo, Namo Milofo, Namo Milofo, Namo Pussy Pussa, Namo Pussy Pussa, Namo Pussy Pussa, Namo Tisawang Pussa, Namo Tisawang Pussa, Namo Tisawang Pussa. Namo for Pusa, Namo for Pusa, Namo for Pusa. Arahang Sama Sam Buddha Bagawa, Buddhang Bagawantang Abiwa Devi. Swakato Bagawata Damo. Dhamma-namasami-supati-pano-bhagavato-sawakasango-sanghang-namami-namo-atasa-bhagavato-arahato-sama-sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranang Gachami Dhammang Saranang Gachami Sanghang saranang gachami, Dutiyam pi bedang saranang gachami, Dutiyam pi damang saranang gachami, Dutiyam pi sanghang saranang gachami, Tatiyam pi bedang saranang gachami, Tatiyam pi damang saranang gachami. Tatiyam pi sanghang saranang gachami. Panatipata wiramani sikapadang samadhyami. Adinatana wiramani sikapadang samadhyami. Kami sumicacara peramani sikapadang samadhyami 
มูสาวานาเวรมณีสิกาพระดังสมาธิยามิสุราเมรายามาจาปามาดัตานะเปรมณีสิกาพระดังสมาธิยามิสาดุสาดุสาดุโอเค let's be respect to Bhajan Bhadang Bhajami. Damang Bhajami. Sanghang Bhajami. Okay, you all can be seated. Okay, just relax body and mind. Then we shall Turn to page six of the chanting book. We will do the invocation to the devas. Invocation to the devas. In this universe, in their entirety, let the deities or devas come here. Let them hear the good teachings of the king of sages, which gives heaven and release. Nibbana. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. Samanta Chakawalesu Atragachantu Devata Saddamang Monirajasa Sunantu Sakamokadang Dhammasonan kalo ayang badanta. Dhammasonan kalo ayang badanta. Dhammasonan kalo ayang badanta. Naoatase bhakavato arahato samasambudase. Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Samasambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Samasambuddhasa Itipeso Bhagavato Arahato Samasambuddhasa Sango, 
the assassin. That's why the IT people who are good in the internet technology, they know how to make use of all these memories, which are like data. Data. So, first type of memory is random access memory, they call it. Means when you need it, you retrieve it, you access it. But there is another type of memory which they also know is useful for programming and all those things, which they call the ROM. That's why you have the ROM and the RAM. ROM means read-only memory. They only read. Then they can be made use of to form or formulate all the various programming. So the only difference is the computer doesn't have emotion. The computer is not an intelligent being that can actually become emotional, that can develop all the so-called state of mind, or we term it sankara, mind states. That is the only difference, because computer is not a living organism. It's just data processing and programming, uh, input and output and all those things. So, when it comes to understanding how we function as a human being, we need mindfulness or awareness to be aware of whatever that is going on within our formal mind for us to really develop the clear understanding. So if you are mindful at every moment of sense experience, you will come to understand the process of contact triggering of the respective consciousness. So initially it's like the physical experiment. Eh? You're on the switch. Then the light bulb lights up. Uh, the lighting up of the light bulb is just like our physical body and the mind creating the ability to become conscious. So the lighting up is like we become conscious. So if it's at the eye as an organ, we become conscious of what we see. If it's the ear, we become conscious of what we hear. Similarly for the other senses. Whatever we smell, taste, tactile, feel, or the thought produced. So that is why immediately upon contact, the Buddha said, in the seeing, is only the seeing consciousness. In the hearing, is only the hearing consciousness. It's just that consciousness, like the physical experiment, automatically lack up. So the lighting up is an impersonal process. That is before the egoic mind go in, before the perception and the memory with his views, opinion, conditionings, and belief system, and through delusion, that mind is egoic. Or there is a actor inside that, a personality that believes you exist. That's why it will have the evils of greed, hatred, and delusion. So before a living being becomes enlightened, every moment of consciousness is more or less 
deluded unless they have the wisdom or the understanding. So this is how the process happened. And as a human being, as a living being, we need to live life. When we live life, we need to like become conscious of life, like wake up from our sleeping moment, or we call it the subconscious and the unconscious moment when we sleep or rest. So this is how you actually operate. So when you are conscious, you may not be aware. Because all these consciousness, they come and go. And when we live life, our senses are fully engaged. So this movement is very fast. That's why you cannot cope with life unless you can have the mindfulness to be aware of what is going on. Then you can be aware of life. Then you can understand life and live life. Otherwise, you will become just like a normal, heedless living being. Deluded without any ability to understand what is going on within your form and mind. How you create consciousness also you don't know. How you input the content of consciousness through your habitual tendency, your views, opinion, conditioning and belief system. You also don't understand because you are lost in thought, completely lost in thought, hardly aware. And you can't even have a moment of peace or space between thought. To understand that there is another nature behind thought, beside thought, there is another nature which can be realized when you are able to be silent or completely aware without thought. So the silent mind without thought is actually your true mind. That's why the inquiry is when you meditate, when you relax and maintain awareness, you need to inquire when you are in that state. Without thought, who are you? What are you? And you will develop the understanding. That is how we develop the awareness-based meditation to realize the awareness nature within. Then from there, we use it to lead life to be aware of what is going on in life and to develop that clear understanding, which is wisdom. So all this is what we term meditation. When you are without the ability to be aware with it, you cannot understand things. You cannot be free from the thought-based activity because all this happens within the field of thought. It's only when you are aware before the thought arises that awareness nature can understand, can observe. But that is the one that is before the arising of thought. Your true nature, your original nature, your true mind, your silent mind. So all this, you need to develop awareness-based meditation to understand. Then you understand why the Buddha mention the mano or the mundane mind. He said our mundane mind is the forerunner of all things. Mind is she. When mind arises, all things arise. Because that thinking 
or the mundane mind is the byproduct of our true awareness nature. From there, it manifests. So if you are completely aware and silent within, you can see the creation part. How upon contact, the consciousness come to be. You can be at the moment of contact, at the moment of awareness. That's how the mundane mind, through its memory, egoic mind, input the content. It can be your views, opinion, conditioning, belief system, your fear, your insecurity, your phobia. All this, they will actually stir, cause you to stir your mind. So all this content, they are basically your habits. We call it your habitual tendency. When you see something, you hear something, you smell, taste, tactile, if you are thing, that habitual tendency will surface to stir your mind. They normally arise in the form of reality. We term it like and dislike. Your pleasant and unpleasant sense experience. Then you have the tendency to cling on to the pleasant sense experience and reject the unpleasant sense experience. Then some people call it, I like this, I don't like this. It's the same. Like and dislike is the same as pleasant and unpleasant sense experience. And both of these, they are duality created by the maintained mind, the thought process. That's how it causes you to stir. So if it's something you like or you experience as pleasant experience, then what happens is that becomes essential desire. You desire it, you want it to repeat. You want the experience to continue. Yeah. Whereas the other one, unpleasant sense experience or things that you don't like, you want to push away. And that is negative craving. Both are still craving, but positive and negative. And if you have the understanding of the essential Dhamma, you will know these two are part of the evil roots of greed and hatred. The pleasant one is all of your desire, your craving, your greed grasping, clinging, holding on to things that you like. Whereas the other one are your negative tendency, which is the evil roots of hatred or anger or envy, jealousy, and dislike, and aversion and all those things. So when you are able to be in the state of awareness to observe all this, then you understand how you function as a human being. How upon contact consciousness come to be, then you input the content of consciousness. And the first content that go in is always the perception. You will perceive it through memory first. Then your memory has all these accumulated views, opinion, conditioning, belief system, phobia, everything. And then it created the movement, the stirring of the mind to, to develop the pleasant and unpleasant sense experience. And all this, after a long period, it becomes habits. 
That's why they call it habitual tendency. And this habitual tendency are very difficult to root out unless you develop the awareness-based meditation to develop the understanding behind the arising. And then you can retrospectively reverse it to an understanding. That's why to be able to have the wisdom to see things as they are without allowing the mind to stir or to react to sense experience is the first step of awareness-based meditation. You need to understand and trace the origination factor. How did all this emotion of like and dislike, pleasant and unpleasant sense experience come to be? Like your craving, your anger, your hatred, your possessiveness, then your phobia, your fear, your worry, your anxiety. How did they arise? That's why you need to be mindful, to be aware. At the moment when it arises, if you are aware, then you will know the movement. You will understand why I always say acting according to memory is not acting at all. Because memory is knowledge, accumulated knowledge, views, opinion, conditioning, and belief system. And this is not wisdom. So to live life, we need to understand life. And to understand life, we need the Buddha Dharma, which is wisdom, understanding. So when you have the wisdom and the understanding, then you act differently. You don't act according to memory anymore. You act according to right understanding or wisdom, born of Dhamma understanding. So true action is what we call acting without delusion. Means we don't go to memory. We go to the understanding aspect. And this understanding needs to be cultivated. The Buddha call it Yoniso Manasakara. Means Yoniso is wisdom. Manasakara is attention. Wisdom at the moment of attention. Means when you attend to something, can be your seeing consciousness or hearing consciousness, smell, taste, tactile, or thought consciousness. Then this Yoniso Manasikara, the wisdom, if you have cultivated it, developed it, it will be within your nature. You don't need to remember. It will just spontaneously uh, manifest. And the moment of seeing, the moment of that consciousness, Whatever that consciousness is, the understanding will be there. It will follow you. So you act following the Dhamma way based on the understanding that Yoniso Manasikara manifests. That's why without Yoniso Manasikara, which is the fourth step in the Avijja Sutta, you cannot develop the understanding. You cannot have peaceful moment at the moment of sense experience. And the moment that activities stir and develop, the consciousness has moved very fast. Like just now in the notes, you go back, you know, go back to the notes. You see, I mentioned 
the eight consciousness, which is the alaya consciousness or sandal consciousness, they arise and pass away every moment. But after a sense experience arises, means that consciousness arises, the first thing that happens is your Monday mind perceives with the six consciousness. So the six consciousness is perception, which is common to all the senses. That's why we can perceive what we see what we hear, what we smell, what we tactile feel and taste, then what we think. So the six types of perception are possible because we have six types of sense bases. So this six consciousness is the one that brings in the external sense data into our mind. That's why it's called the six consciousness. As I perception is the one that brings the external form into our mind. Take for example our seeing consciousness. What you perceive through your seeing consciousness is normally external color, shape, and form. Understand? Like the Buddha image. Yeah? How you perceive it? Through your memory. Then it becomes like an image that you already perceive to our perception. And this one is just an image. That's why mentally at your forehead and through the brain. So you perceive it. If it's other type of sense though, then they got other type of sense data, like your hearing. Hearing normally is associated with vibrations frequency. Yeah. So we define different type of vibration differently. Yeah. Some nice music we call it music and some we call it noise because not musical. Then we can also uh, perceive certain type of very uh, they call high wavelength type of vibration where people uh, sing the high pitch type of music or whatever. Then sometimes it can be a thunder or a very loud sound which intensifies the vibration. So all these are the external sense data that we can perceive through our hearing consciousness. Then likewise, our smell, taste, tactile, and thought consciousness. So the moment after we perceive, what happened? Normally, the normal human being, if you are, you are mindful, and uh, you can see what happened. What follow after you perceive? Because you are so happy. Most healers living beings, before they had the Dhamma, or the Yoniso Manasikara. They are so habitual in the way they live their life. The moment they perceive, they react and they stir already. Well, this is their conditioning, their belief system, their so called habitual tendency. They have react to sense experience so habitually. And it's like very mechanical. See, perceive, react. Hear, perceive, react. Same, your like and dislike keep on appearing and disappearing. 
So if that is what you are doing, then you have to understand this will create what we call mental hindrance of sensual desire and will. That's why the first two mental hindrances, if every moment of sense experience you create them, we are like and dislike or pleasant and unpleasant sense experience. What happens is all these become mental hindrance to hinder your mind from entering the meditative state of inner peace, inner calmness and inner awareness. That's why you can you cannot develop the ability to be silent within, to have the silent mind, to be at peace with every moment of sense experience. That's why the heedless react, stir their mind, and they think a lot. The proliferation of thought, emotion, they continue to arise. So meditation is to develop the inner awareness, to observe all this, and to reverse them. So that all these mental hindrance that hinders our mind cease to be. The only way for it to cease to be is to develop the wisdom to enable us to see things as they are, based without like and dislike, without the emotion of pleasant and unpleasant feeling or emotion. So all this we need to meditate to develop the understanding. Then when we understand how we stir through these habits, habitual tendency, we use opinion, conditioning, then we need to ask ourselves, is this the right way to live our life? If that is not the right way to live our life, then how should we confront sense experience? Can we be at the moment of sense experience have the ability to be at peace. And then we inquire, what did the Buddha teach under the essential? The Buddha always say, you have to develop sati, mindfulness, to enable you to see things as they are. A seeing things as they are is very important. Means seeing truth, seeing reality. Not what your brain tells you. Not what your memory, views, opinion, and conditioning tell you. Based seeing things as they are. See through the reality, the actual movement, without words, without concept. And this is how you actually develop the wisdom. So when I see things as they are, based, I must understand the whole of the creation process or manifestation process. How did I as a human being create all this thought process which conditioned me into negativity that conditioned our mental hindrance and trigger of the coming negativity. That's why we have to undertake the training rule to abstain means not to commit them. That's why the foreign effort come in. If they erase already the wrong thought, wrong speech, or wrong action, the first right effort is to abandon whatever wrong thought, wrong speech, and wrong action that has arisen. Then later on, as we develop the Yonisomana Sikara, 
you're not only mindful of the evil roots, you have the ability to actually arise the right effort to prevent them from arising. Uh, to do that, you need to have wisdom. You need to contemplate, reflect, or the direct seeing to awaken. Not until you have the ability, you cannot actually cope with sense experience. So that strengthening of the view is very important. Why should I stir my mind? Why should I allow the habitual tendency to continue to do what it likes? Why should I be heedless? Can't I maintain awareness to be completely aware with it and find out what is actually happening? So like your sensual desire, your evil can be your craving, your desire, or your dislike, which can be your anger, your hatred, or even your fear. So when they arise, stay there. Be aware of it. May see them as they are. Then if there is no more thought energy to allow them to continue to manifest or move, then what happens? In that moment of awareness, the pure awareness nature take over. Then there is no more condition for them to stir or create the movement of anger, hatred, delusion, fear, and other things. Then what happens is, the very flowering of that thought is the very ending of that thought. Then you realize, all this anger, hatred, fear, craving, emotion, the moment you are aware of it, it ceases. Then there is peace within there is tranquility, there is stillness. Then the true mind, the original mind, returns. Then you start to develop the understanding that all these emotions, or so-called sankara, mind state, they are all dependent originating, condition arising, cause of phenomena, born of our wrong view. From there, you retrospectively reverse it. Then you inquire, how can I reverse all this by not stirring my mind? Of course, means we have to develop the wisdom to understand what is going on. Means following the Buddha's advice to see things as they are. Means whatever happened, like the Buddha said, there are causes and conditions behind. It cannot be otherwise. It has to be such. Then the other thing is, the living beings, they are just the way they are. Deluded one to deluded thing. That's why they will stir, they will react. Whereas the one that have the wisdom, Yonisokonaskara, they will not. So people are just the way they are. Then the world is the world. Because condition like that, things will be like, it has to be like that. It cannot be otherwise. And that is the wisdom. When you have developed this wisdom, it becomes Yonisokonaskara, it will prompt you. Then you can accept whatever arises, whatever living being do or human being do. They are just the way they are, finished. The world is the world. Condition like that, things will like that. Everything is just the way it is. 
then you start to understand the deep meaning of seeing things as they are, without words, with the pure awareness. All the activity and movement, they are just the way they are, following sets of nature's law within the conditioned world. Then you start to understand the teaching, the Patichasamopada, the dwelling, why the Buddha say avijja pachya sankara, sankara pachya vinyana, vinyana pachya namaru, then namarupa pachya salayatana. Then, upon contact, healing arise. So all this, the Padisya Samupana, the dwelling, is the teaching that allow you to understand how you function as a human being, how your mind actually operates following this law of dependent originating. So everything that originates from that thinking process or the mind's movement activity, they are actually Sankara. That's why the Buddha finally taught you the final summary. Sankara Anicca. He even used the base, the word Sape Sankara Anicca. All of Sankara is impermanent. They come and go, they come and go where they are dependent originating. Then you understand, because meditation-wise, awareness, you saw it disappearing. Then the second stanza is Sabe Sankara Tukkang. Means all of Sankara, if you attach, cling and corrupts, you want things your way, which is not nature's way, suffering, is the process means when you cannot get what you want through your craving, your desire, because they are all following the nature's law, pancha niyamas, and they operate following nature's law. That's why ability to see things as they are is very powerful, very very important. So all this understanding can help you free your mind. If I know Sabe Sankara Anichang, then I'm not deluded anymore. I will accept this reality, the law of impermanence, because it is all dependent originating, conditionalizing, also phenomenal. If I want things my way, which is not nature's way, I suffer very clearly. And because it's impermanent, it is empty and non-self. It's a natural consequence. That's why the last stanza, Sabe Dhamma Anatta, means all of Sankara and the unconditioned, which include the unconditioned Dhamma, means all of conditioned Dhamma, which is Sankara, and unconditioned Dhamma, which is the supramundane understanding, they are both Anatta, means not a permanent unchanging entity that you can say, this is me, this is I, therefore all this can be mine. So the anatta nature, the non-self nature, once you understand, then you know it's not a permanent unchanging entity that you can cling onto, hold onto, grasp onto and say, this is me, this is I, therefore all this can be mine. No such thing. But the unconditioned Dhamma is more profound. 
because seldom explained by people where they will believe that the unconditioned when you realize enlightenment they believe there is still a self inside but they call it the ultimate self like certain teaching they call it the atman or the super self or they call the ultimate self but they do not understand when you realize that that true nature is not a being. It cannot come out and live life. Because within that state, it's just that awareness nature. Before the knowing, no thought, no mundane mind, nothing. You, you cannot call it a being. It cannot come out and live like, like our nature. To come into this existential world, we need a form and mind. That is the nature's law. That's why the chemically conditioned form and mind must come. Then when you meditate using this form and mind, you can develop the ability to understand the true mind, the silent mind. Then develop all the wisdom and connect you back to your nature. Then you can understand the whole creation process. How from the pure awareness nature you come out, you develop the creation. Then how you can finally with the wisdom cease. The mundane mind that realizes itself and cease is the one that can actually realize Nibbana, the unconditioned. And when you realize Nibbana, it will take you back to your source. Uh, which is not a being, not a permanent engineering entity. It just, everything sees, even the pure awareness also sees. Then the form and mind that go through this process will realize the unconditioned. It will understand what the thing is when it comes out again, when it's not supposed to die. So this whole process, that's why I was able to teach you all the creation process, I draw the four circles. So the first circle is our original nature or our true nature, or sometimes we call it the source. And different religions call it by different names. From that pure nature, the first thing to come out is the pure awareness. That's why this pure awareness is your true mind, your silent mind. And you have to realize this in order to develop the wisdom, the meditation, the awareness-based meditation. Then after that, from there, that pure awareness nature, it triggered the thinking process, which resulted in the mundane mind, the thinking mind, or we call it the worldly mind. So this mundane thinking mind is the one that actually creates the phenomenal world of consciousness. Where we have our senses to project to all the various senses. That's why we are capable of seeing, hearing, smell, taste, tactile, and thought process. And that one created the existential world, the phenomenal world of consciousness. And that one is just like the cinema show projection. No reality. Images, consciousness, come and go, come and go, come and go. Following nature's law. So once we are mindful and aware, 
to develop the understanding of this process, then we know what meditation is. We can reverse all this by reversing the phenomenal world of consciousness. That is this. Then you go back to your mundane mind. Then from your mundane mind, if you don't stir, don't react, you realize your true mind before the creation. That's how you return. You return the phenomenal world of consciousness back to the mundane mind. Because from the mundane mind, everything starts. Like the Buddha said, mind is the forerunner of all things. Mind is chief. When mind arises, all things arise. So seeing all this, understanding all this clearly leads to awakening, enlightenment in the here and the now. The Buddha called it the direct seeing, seeing things as they are. Then the silent mind that is able to see things as they are, they will insight into phenomena to realize the three universal characteristics of anicca. And that's how you develop the enlightenment, the wisdom to liberate the mind. And the mind that understands itself means the mundane mind that realizes its unreality, it will develop the wisdom to cease. Then they will not do anything. They will know a very deep understanding. Think also like that. Don't think also like that. No different. The existential world is the existential world. There is a dependent originating world, condition arising world, cause of phenomena, following nature's law. You cannot intervene or interfere. It's just the way it is. Whatever you can do is through the form of mind. Develop this understanding, then you play your whatever small part, minute part. Where you are only one of the billions and billions, maybe trillions of living beings that exist within the universe. And for that minute form and mind to have the power and influence over the entirety is not easy. Unless your nature is the Samasabuddha type of nature, then it can maybe make a difference. Otherwise, it's not likely. <clears throat> okay, so we go back to the notes. Huh? I hope with this sharing, now I read, you understand. Huh? The eight consciousness arise and pass away every moment. After a sense experience arises, you perceive in the sixth consciousness there is perception. Huh? Sanya. Then this seven consciousness, which is Sankara, this one is egoic and make discrimination before you become enlightened. Yeah? You lack wisdom. So the seven consciousness, sometimes they call it the discriminative consciousness. So the egoic mind or the discriminating mind will make mental concoction or concocting within the content. Means it will cause it to stir. React. And that one is like your internal organ in inverted comma, <clears throat> like the physics experiment. The sanya is a perception. It brings in the external sense data. So when you have the external sense data, you need a sense basis. 
or it will have contact, then the mind consciousness trigger off what we call the respective eight consciousness. So this movement is like the seven consciousness, which is a discriminating consciousness, is like the organ. The organ upon contact with the sense data through perception. That's why it's stir. Whatever it perceives, that organ causes the habitual tendency. Develop the conditioning via your whatever belief system, phobia, fear, or whatever that you have accumulated in your memory. So that egoic mind is the one that actually causes the stirring and the movement. So that organ upon contact trigger of the eight consciousness. And the eight consciousness, they call it the alaya consciousness. <clears throat> that has all the content of consciousness within. And this content, which have karmic implications, they will condition karma to take place. But when you have wisdom, then it does not happen that way. When there is wisdom, this egoic mind or the so-called discriminative mind is no more. Where the wisdom root it out. Do you know why? Because Sankara has become pure aggregate for the enlightened being, especially Arahants. There is no more craving, grasping, clinging, like and dislike. That's why it is no more egoic, no more discriminating. Then what happened is the eight consciousness become pure consciousness. That's the reason why the enlightened being, they do not stir their mind. They do not react. They are always at peace. So what happened is whatever they perceive, they perceive with the full perception, pure, without words, seeing they as they are, they perceive. That's why this pure perception does not lead to craving, clinging, grasping, stirring. So the moment it perceives is pure perception. Then Sankara also no more egoic. When it's no more egoic, it's no more discriminating. That's why it does not stir. That's why it, it just like smile or laugh. Because you understand. So pure perception lead to pure sankara that trigger of the pure consciousness. That's why this eight consciousness, it can be pure if you have the wisdom. Means there is no more greed, hatred, and delusion. The evil roots of greed, hatred, and delusion. And that is why the Arahan has no more ignorance. That is why for them, no more ignorance means no more avijja to condition rebirth consciousness. Then they will die realizing parinibbana. No more rebirth. We are ignorant. They will not take rebirth born of ignorance. So this eight consciousness 
they call it alaya consciousness or sometimes translated as storehouse consciousness. So by the meaning of the word is like everything that is coming is stored inside that alaya consciousness, which they call the overall alaya consciousness. So this eight consciousness, which they call the alaya consciousness, the storehouse consciousness, because they don't understand. If you look clearly with the understanding, then you realize actually like the physical experiment at the moment of contact, consciousness come to be, then the content go in. So what happens is when the content go in, if you are not enlightened, of course, that one is coming. The consciousness is either wholesome or unwholesome coming. But this is not the whole alaya consciousness, understand? No? This is that particular consciousness. You understand? No? Whereas the alaya consciousness that they are trying to describe is actually the karmic nature. The summation of every moment of all this is your karmic nature. But sometimes you cannot blame them for using this word. They want you to know that this type of consciousness they have coming within. There is like and dislike. That's why they call it in the Abhidhamma wholesome and unwholesome. Yeah. Whether the consciousness is wholesome or unwholesome. So all these are the duality. Yeah. Kusala and Akusala. Chitta. But the Mahayana like the word Alaya consciousness because they want to create another consciousness so that they develop the teaching to the level that appear a lot more sophisticated than Theravada. Then they will tell you, hey, we all, Mahayana, have eight type of consciousness. No? Then later on, they add in another one, the nine consciousness. Actually, that one, the nine consciousness, is not a consciousness at all. Afterward, I will explain. But that one is the nibbanic cessation. It's not a consciousness. It's when the form and mind cease. That one is enlightenment in the here and the now, nibbana. There is no consciousness there. But to widen the scope, they coin all this. And when you don't have the understanding, you're like, oh, very impressed with them. Mahayana, I got eight or nine types of conscience. No wonder they are so advanced. You think that way. But actually, it's no, it's no difference from the fine aggregate of form and mind. And when you understand the whole movement, you can understand the whole lot of Mahayana teaching through your own understanding. You don't have to follow what they tell you. So that's why I explained here. As far as I understand, there is no such thing as alaya or a consciousness. But there is just a normal consciousness, understand? Only one of them, of course, coming yeah, in its uh, content and oral state. So I call it, there is only karmic nature. means our karmic nature. They record and store all this moment to moment consciousness passes by. They come and they go. So the summation of all the 
coming process within the segmented line. If you add them all up, all the segments, it becomes a comic nature. So sometimes they call it the storehouse consciousness. They, they believe everything is stored somewhere. Uh, they think it's <clears throat> stored somewhere in the midst of life and, and the conditioned world. But it's not really stored somewhere. Yeah, these are nature's law on the sun. Nature's law is like no need to have uh, something to keep track on. Uh, not like your account. Uh. You, you need to keep track. Nature's law means once the condition is set, it will go in. Immediately it will go in. Yeah. Then the causes and conditions, they are all already like what Stephen Hawking actually mentioned. The boundary condition for the universe already set. Means this universe, it will move this way. It cannot be otherwise. So all these are what we call the boundary condition or reset. So the karmic nature, the spiritual nature, the physical law, the spiritual law, these are nature's law. They are nature already established. So whatever you do, it will actually operate following all this law. That's why we call it the niyamas. Pancha Niyama, the universal order of life. So now you look back, reflect back, you realize how wise the Buddha is. He can explain all this so beautifully and so clearly. And this is the ultimate understanding of the whole of creation, the mundane and the supramundane. The lack of Understanding of living being is because if you don't go through that type of training, you cannot go through that type of transformation to understand this type of teaching. That's why when you are at this Theravada level, it's not easy. Even those who have gone the Bodhisattva way, unless they hit the third or the fourth stage of Bohemian development. They cannot have the full understanding too. Not easy. So this whole teaching is not easy to come by. You should actually count your good karmic past or your good blessing to have the causes and condition to receive such teaching. Where is very right. And all these become possible because Maitreya actually out of love and compassion requested my nature to come and share this. And he, she re, he repeated five times in the year 2008. And that was the message. That's how all this become possible. So since 2008 and you now, it's already 13 years. Okay, we go back to the notes. I had to end soon. <clears throat> okay, so this is only the karmic nature. And everything is recorded in the karmic nature. And that karmic nature is the one that condition refer via karma niyama. And decide on your karma. So this is for normal mundane yeah, people. 
But for the Bodhisattva, they don't actually have to come back through rebirth, consciousness, born or ignorant. They can still come back with a pure mind, but because of their vow, the four basic vow of the Bodhisattva, especially the first vow. Out of love and compassion, the Bodhisattva vow to take across the limitless living being whenever they arise. But that vow is out of love and compassion without avicca. And that is the one that set the condition for rebirth to be possible. Whereas a Bodhisattva, they also have the training beyond the Arahant. And they also, most of them, they already know what that nature is. And when they die, there is no avijjahu, like the arahant. But their wisdom is way beyond the arahant. And because of that, they need to have this vow to actually bring forth the causes and conditions for them to arise. So this one is the condition for that pure consciousness to arise. But their karmic nature, they still have, even the arahant have. But because they don't have the vow, that's why they cannot come back as bodhisattva. So the bodhisattva know how to come back because of this. <clears throat> so there is a explanation behind, but very few people understand. Then I read the next paragraph, then you will know. That is the reason why the Buddha said, the moment you are born, you are born of your karma, heir to your karma, conditioned and supported by your karma. And you are what you are because of your karma. This is the fifth daily contemplation. So when it comes to karma, you must be very careful. Where you are born of it, heir to it, conditioned and supported by it, and you are what you are every moment, every instant because of it. So you cannot play a fool with karma. Because the moment you are born, it follows you. That is, you are heir to everything that karmic nature had accumulated. This is the reason why if you don't take care of karma, karma will never take care of your life. Because your life depends almost entirely on karma. And you are born of it, heir to it, conditioned and supported by it. And you are what you are because of that karmic nature. So do take care of that karmic nature. You have to follow the advice of the Buddha to avoid all evil, do good, huh? and purify your mind to take care of that karmic nature. And how do one take care of the karmic nature? Is you cultivate following the 10 step of the Avijja Sutta, huh? or at least until step 5. When you hit step 5, 6, and 7, Oh, sorry, when you hit step five, step six and seven are automatic, or it's just a natural consequence of it. The sixth step is sense restraint. It means your precepts are well kept already, and your karmic nature is well taken care of. Then step seven is the three way of right conduct. It means you are on the right path already, the right view leading to right thought, right speech, right action, and right livelihood will be there. <clears throat> and coupled with the four right effort which you have cultivated earlier on 
earlier, it can help you develop step seven. Otherwise, you cannot have the three way of right conduct. So all these are linked and the whole teaching are also linked. Okay, we stop here. <laughs> Uh, because it's already almost 408. Huh? Okay, I mark this page. Okay, it's page 38. Huh? So we mark this page. Then we will have our 45 minutes of awareness based meditation. We huh? are off the light. Huh? So that you can have your 45 minutes of awareness based meditation. Huh? So silent your mind. Huh? Develop the understanding of the core support. The moment you are able to silence your mind, there is a first step towards developing the awareness-based meditation. Yeah. Of course, the first support is relax. Whatever happens, whatever arises, relax into it. Don't try to know, don't try to do anything. Just relax. Then maintain awareness. And let this awareness stabilize. Whatever happens, aware. Don't try to follow, don't try to know, just maintain awareness. Then develop until the awareness nature becomes very stable. Then you will understand what is going on within your form and mind. Who are you? What are you? And the meditative understanding will happen by itself. Okay, now I will set about 45 minutes. Eh? And you can meditate on your own. Okay. You can slowly, my point, come out of the meditation. And we'll continue with our next session, which is meditation reporting, followed by Q&A. And any Dhamma topic that we may want to discuss, especially today's topic uh, on the eight night of consciousness. Yeah. Then also maybe your own experience, the mind in daily life, yeah. whatever you want to share, you can just come in. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you, Sister Pucci. Okay, um, but today's topic is, uh, it's a bit deep for me, is it? <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, um, I'll just talk about other things. Okay. Okay. No um, problem. Yeah. Um. Okay. My this incident happened to my uh, brother-in-law's uh, father, as I say. Oh. Okay. Um. He just had a blood clot. Um. Uh. And he was fall down on the and he, he admitted in the hospital see? Oh, so everything okay. was so sudden mm. and um and uh, my my sister my my brother in uh, my brother in law have to flow back to China, see? Oh. Because he's from China. Oh from no China. Yeah, that's right. How old was he? Uh seventy seven years old. Oh quite old. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um yeah, so you know they actually wanted to go back to, uh, I mean that they, they, uh, the old couples, they, the both of them, uh, uh -huh. uh, actually wanted to fly back, to, uh, come to visit um, my brother-in-law. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, somewhere around this, this period, you see. Mm -hmm. But because um, my 
my brother-in-law, his uh, father is still, uh, he's a government servant. You see? Oh, okay. And um, they they have a rules that they um for this period um all of them cannot go overseas. Oh, they because they have their passport and their passport uh um it's uh it's it's with the government, is it? Oh no, <laughs> yeah. So so everything is so achichar, is it? <laughs> so my brother uh. My brother-in-law have to fall back in, in the in the midnight, is it on oh, the, okay. um, Friday night, is it? Oh, so okay. everything is so sudden, and uh, yeah, it's really and really reflected like you know um Anicha, is it? Mm. And recently, and I think last last week, um, there was one celebrity, is it? Um, not really. Yeah, very young. Very one, young. Uh, yeah, thirty-seven years yeah, old. Yeah, thirty-seven years old, Malaysian. Yeah, she it's also got young, similar thing whereby you know just crazy. yeah. Uh, uh, I think the 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 blood blood clot in the brain. They call it stroke. Uh. Yeah, and she has no sign of anything, is it? But normally, it's tumor. Tumor. Ah, yeah, that's right. So, uh, all this is really uh strike me is that you know uh could be happen in in a very sudden you see and it just changes everything without yeah, 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 yeah. so um like what sister poaching last time during mco you see yeah it's uh reflected like you know the the uh that can be uh, yeah. happens at any time you see um, also like a wake-up call for most people eh, who don't have the understanding they take life for granted it can happen anytime. Uh, that's why do not delay uh, or uh, procrastinate, uh, they use the word, in diligently cultivating the understanding of this teaching. Because if you take for granted that you are going to only do it later when you retire or when you are free, you may not have that luxury of time, like what pushing came to know that time during MCO, the urgency of cultivation. He kept on contemplating Marana Nusati, uh, means contemplation on death. Death is a certainty, a reality. It can happen anytime. That's why that urgency actually gave her the, the appropriate causes and conditions to actually go all out to develop this cultivation. And it was a blessing in this guy because if it's not because of the MCO, she was looking forward to the retreat at that time. But because nature is such, they actually, everything like imprint really. So for her, what she needs is the understanding before she uh, attend the retreat. Otherwise, within eight, nine days, unless your base is very strong, you have your past, not likely for anything to happen. So initially, it appeared like something not so uh, fortunate because she, she looked for the retreat. Kayamita also looked forward to a retreat. <clears throat> Then the MCO came, the temple decided not to allow 
I think it lasted for almost two years. But when we heard the news, we were also uh, prepared for it because I told them, don't worry, just let things be. Whatever will be, will be. So what happened was, Sui, my daughter in Singapore, also didn't know. She just decided to flew back. <laughs> then the moment I remember after Chinese New Year, she flew back. Then before the Chinese New Year end, the lockdown came in already. So she cannot go back. So got no choice. Then during that period, because she's around, then she also did the Zoom, huh? the Zoom while she was working in Singapore. Then she suddenly had a discussion with Sui An and Jin Hao Deo. Then they said, yeah, why not? So because she was able to actually set up the Zoom, so we tried out. And we were lucky because Jin Hao was around at that time. Then we managed to do it all. Then after that, we decided to go through that hard sutta book. Uh, because to me, you want to go for retreat, you don't have the understanding of the heart sutta book. It's not so easy. So I decided to go through the heart sutta book. It took us eight months. I remember. And during the eight months, uh, because of the urgency, uh, and the determination and all the what they call uh, faith and uh, Sada Viria, then she actually listened attentively and followed the instruction. No? Then she developed the stability of this awareness nature within. Then after that, surprisingly, huh, with all the progress and the understanding, she had so much joy. Huh? Then towards the end, after the eight-month period over, her understanding becomes so different. And she was able to go into the meditation herself following my instruction. Then she realized a lot of things that I described in the teaching and the sharing, especially about sati, she went through. And she can understand and was full of joy. Then she able to see them. Because after that, she also may be meant to be. She just followed the instruction of the four support, relax, maintain awareness then stabilizing it, and trust. Suddenly, one day, uh, the gateway opened up, and he went through that whole fantastic transformation. That's why she described it so well and so beautifully. Then I was telling Sankhya oh, this one uh, never come to my place. Only he met me once a while at the retreat in the early years. And she was so new. She, like, Clean slate, no, not much, uh, uh, not not like most people in the Theravada tradition, uh, subject to a lot of conditioning and uh, whatever belief system and also the teaching. Uh. She like listened to everything like new, where she never heard of this teaching before, awareness, later, but she has a faith. And because of that, she just followed. That's why later on she advised her sister and other kind of you just follow the instruction, listen attentively and just do. Develop the faith, sada, virya, then things will happen. And really it happened. 
And then after that, he progressed very far. Then, of course, in between, there were certain things that come and test her, which she had shared with us and described with us. That's why Qin Hao also came to appreciate. We cannot take life for granted. Things can happen anytime. The comic thing and everything is just like, for Qin Hao is like impermanent. Anichang, in the sense that this moment, this instant, everything may be like very beautiful, like uh, very orderly. Life is uh, normal, good, orderly. But suddenly, something can just happen, like out of the extraordinary. Uh, then the actress or singer, I think a singer, the 37 years old, I think is a Malaysian singer, the lady. It just happened. Yeah. So all this, I think they are getting more and more common nowadays. Chin yeah. Hao mentioned was the brother-in-law. Yeah. And I heard of many cases too. Yeah. In fact, stroke is quite common nowadays. <coughs> then all this brain tumor or whatever, yeah. it depends on your karma, actually. I got my eldest brother's son, the eldest son. You call him my nephew, I think. He is now exactly 50 years old. But a few years back, he also got a brain tumor and the hemorrhage means the blood clot and lead to the uh, stroke. And she he collapsed in the bookshop. So they sent him to this one of the private hospitals, Columbia. Luckily, he got insurance. They admitted him. But they got no specialist who can handle this. So the hospital was good. They sent out the SOS no? <coughs> to all the leading hospitals around PJA and KL. There are only two responded. One is Sunway. Sunway go on doctor. Based on the information, CT scan that is provided, he very confident he say he can do. Then the other one is, I think is HUKM, if I'm not wrong. The HUKM team say if nobody can do, then send it to them. <laughs> they will try to look at it. Uh, and because the Sunway one was so confident, so they transferred her to Sunway, Ahim to Sunway. And the daughter did a very, very good job. Very well trained from UK. Uh, uh, he, he did a very good job. He did two or three operations. Before the actual brain operation, he need to clear the, the lung, the phlegm, and the throat there also. Uh, then after that, finally, only deal with the brain. And it turned out successful. He warned my brother. He said, anything can happen. He said, because this one depends on your, he used the word, on your luck. <laughs> he said, on the individual. Uh, and this surgeon is very extraordinary. Uh, and I think he is very well recognized. Uh, 
So what happened was when he did the operation, he told my brother, he said, maybe for six months, he cannot drive. He has to stay until the thing stabilized. And whatever happened after that, yeah, the operation was successful, but memory part, very difficult to predict. Yeah, he said they need to operate on that clot and they need to actually clear the clot. And uh, I don't know what they do. I also don't quite understand. But it was successful, the operation. Then luckily, the first instant that he walked out from the operation after that, the anesthesia, I was saying, he can still remember my brother and the mother, my sister-in-law. So that was a good sign. Then after that, he got some issue with certain thing, the, the reflex and all that. Then he need time to recuperate. So he stayed a total of almost one month inside the, the operation theater. So during that one month, the operation, I think, he lucky he got his insurance. I think uh, he bought enough for two hundred thousand uh, per case incident, and the hospital used out almost all the two hundred thousand. Uh, but he survived. Uh, he was there for one month. Follow up. Then after that, six months later, he can drive now, and now he's normal again. Uh, where my niece and nephew. He he very obese one. He very I can tell you he's a heavyweight. Uh, you know why he's a heavyweight. The weight is almost I think above ninety kg or no. Uh, ninety four kg. Uh, then during the operation everything he slimmed down. Uh, then later on uh, uh, now uh, I was told uh, back to the old weight again. <laughs> so sometimes you don't control your diet, you don't look after your health, you, you will have problems. But so far, so good. Huh? He can drive, he can go back to have normal life. So it actually depends. Huh? Okay, Jinnam, yeah, sorry. Pass back to you. Huh? Yeah, so I, um, it's also created conditions uh, for me today that my sister said that um, she wanted to make some um, uh, donations or some blessing, is it? Oh, so I, yeah, I brought her uh, and my family to the third PR. Mm. All right, and then we make the donations, and then uh, they play to the choir. Ah, do, ah, do. Yeah, because um, my um, my brother-in-law got a the strong faith with uh, Kwanin, is it? Oh, sad, yeah. Sad. So yeah, we we make that uh, donations, is it? Mm, sad, All right, and um, yeah, the other incident is like um. Uh, two days ago, uh, Sister Manyan uh, uh, asked me, say that whether I can translate the uh, Pini Ah, the, yeah, the, that, the, that the song. song uh, yeah, very good. Yeah. The Google translate. Oh no, the AI translate. Uh, yeah, I was. That GPT, uh, very accurate. Uh. Yeah, I was trying to see. Hey, maybe you can use the chat GDP to see, and it was within about less than. Um, ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. Straight away come out. Straight away, and the meaning is so yeah, very accurate. So good, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I actually have it in my file. Is it? So mm -hmm. yeah, very, very nice, beautiful, and I 
uh, was really touching. It's talking about uh, the teachers and the students, you see, yeah, 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 walk yeah. life to life with that, you see. Uh, so, uh, as Sister Manian, I say that uh, she, she, she will even cry, you see, yeah, yeah, yeah. heard about this song. Uh, came to tears. Uh. Yeah. So, but the last stanza, I think you had to edit it because the Mandarin was repeated. Yeah. But the actual one is a different one. I think Manyang got it out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that one need to edit it. Yeah. You can edit it and put it back, not my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already uh, edited. Oh, I want yeah, to say. Good, good. Yeah. Let's send it out again. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I I think uh. That's all for for now, all right. Uh, then also put in the the video with the song one. Eh? Uh, I think from our website we have the Penny Tautian. Yeah, there is a song. Eh? Ah. you put it together. Eh? Okay, all right. Uh, with yeah. the translation, so that Kayamita can rejoice and develop the singing or listening to that very beautiful uh song. Means how the teacher eh? actually that one is describing the bodhisattva who had the understanding to explain to all the karamita that were the follower or the students eh? because the explanation within that song is very good it's about those who develop this cultivation with the faith and the understanding then they will know Everything that happened is not by chance. The causes and conditions are already there long before. Although we may roam the universe together, is everywhere, but the causes and conditions are already planted. That's why. When the causes and conditions are there, things will arise, it will manifest. And then, if you have reached certain aspect or level of cultivation, you will also have the joy and understanding. That's why Manya, when they read the thing with the Dhamma understanding, the tears will come out. And you will know these are the causes and conditions behind. It doesn't happen by chance. Uh, then the way they describe it, uh, very, I, I like the Mandarin. Uh, the way they phrase it is so beautiful. Uh, so all these are beautiful. Uh, yes, Brother Theo. Yeah. I don't really know that I can add very much because the, the subject matter is very, very deep, you know. Correct, correct. correct. I don't want to decide to describe something else. So for your case, maybe you can share with us something. Uh, <laughs> I, I just tell you what little I know from following from what Chin Hao said. Uh, yeah. You know, you talk about the karmic things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Things happen for a reason. Yes. And yes. it's in the awareness only that you can see yeah, the consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, I always said, oh, from conscious, you go to awareness and then you don't, that's it, you know. Yeah. But it's not true because... You have already said something about the the Theravada level yeah, is yeah, only a exactly. lower level. So when we go into even at the higher level state in Theravada, we have only gone into still the mundane mind. Yeah, yeah, not, we have not gone beyond. 
So yeah, I, I'm yeah. trying to the awareness to, yeah. yeah. So I, I understood what you were telling me the last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. what's happening. But in mm. terms of actually life experiences, I you know, I have had I've been in a long COVID since uh, right. July yeah. the nineteenth. And I'm right. still at home. I'm mm. supposed to be able to go out, but still I'm stuck in the house. So mm. it's been a very long time, but I think it happened for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. didn't happen. You know, it's like a means of saying that this is your time now. Correct. You have to stay home. You have Correct. to practice. Uh, you have to go further into the dependent origination. Uh, so that that is how I have been doing it. And sometimes I don't even like meditate or anything as in a formal case, but actually we are progressing. Yeah. Because we can What you see... need is to maintain awareness within the daily mindfulness. That one very important. Then whatever you do after that is a meditative process or form. When you lie down to rest, when you brush your teeth, when you uh, do your daily activity or cures, all this the mindfulness will come in on your awareness nature will come in. Then you realize hey, suddenly you become different already. How come now the mind and the activity they move as one? The kaya, all your movement, everything, then the breath, everything like synchronized in harmony. Then all your movement, all your action, activity, movement, they become like synchronized with your awareness. Then you become more calm, more peaceful, more tranquil. Your mind doesn't stir like before. That 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 panic button, the fear button, the worry, anxiety, all like suddenly we slowly, slowly switch off. Then you realize life itself is beautiful, meaningful. Then you reflect back, like you will come to understand. Everything happened for a reason. If it's not for this, it will not give you the condition to actually move in that direction and determine to develop the understanding to actually try out something that has been shared and thought. Just like the case of a lot of other Kayamita and Puching, Alicia and all these are good examples. Uh, because even Alicia, she went through 16 years of depression and that time she doesn't know anything and she suffered for 16 years until like people find that it has affected her so badly not only mentally the health wise or physically the gastric and the ulcer develop until so chronic she can't even really go out for dinner like like together with uh, the husband, Miss Freddy, uh, to attend dinner function or to be with a good friend or colleague or whatever. Uh, so business uh, friend and all those things. But yet, because of causes and conditions, when the time comes, our, uh, this, uh, what is his name right here? The one that brought him here, uh, Sister Anna and Vincent. <laughs> Vincent, because they were close family friends. So Vincent and Sister Anna approached me when I was teaching in Chimpaka, uh, 
we already know I help many people turn around. Eh? Those with depression, those with personal uh, through reality problem, especially financial problem, uh, relationship problem, and other type of career-related problem. Then they approach me and ask me, Brentio, can you help? I say, you have to check with that person. If she is willing to come, then no problem, bring her. Then we see how it goes. Then actually, they were very happy. They passed the message. But then for two months, nothing happened. No, nothing happened. Two months passed, nothing happened. Then suddenly, uh, Vincent called me. You know. And that was almost 10 years ago already. Uh, he called me. It's a pretty good deal. He said, my friend called me and said, he's coming. Ah, so that night she came with Freddie, I remember. Oh, so that's how it happened. The rest is history. Then she was so attentive. You know, because for the first time she heard something like uh, can resonate with what she is going through. You know. When I explained the first noble truth, followed by the second noble truth, the cause of arising and suffering. But the first noble truth is the best because by nature, you now I can feel. She came in, uh, her head did not look up. No. There was full of fear, worry, misery, sadness, suffering, very strong. My nature can feel. Then I knew already. Then I just like break the eyes by saying that, oh, you must be Alicia. Welcome, join us. Uh, then I remember she sat one corner. Uh, Freddie was on the armchair. <clears throat> then when I started, I changed the routine of the sharing. That time, he didn't follow any text Tuesday class. We just share whatever that topic comes about or can meet us. Then straight away that day, I decided to go into the first number through reality to explain the reality of life and existence and all the causes and conditions that lead to suffering. And the second of truth, the cause of its arising. Well, she suddenly, uh, towards the later part of the sharing, uh, before I end, uh, she a very faint smile, but you can sense it or not. That's like joy. Uh, then like the light at the end of the tunnel. Then I knew already, ultimately, he got the coming pass. He can receive. Otherwise, he cannot. Oh, then after that, she become different. She determined to learn this. Then her English no good. She's Chinese educated. So she determined, like she later on related to us. She was looking up the dictionary to understand the English word I used. Then I gave her some book, of course, the very basic Dhamma book, the Piyadasi on the Buddha's ancient path. And because she knows Mandarin, I also gave her the Mandarin translation. So what happened was she find it so useful, so interesting, and she keep on chasing after the video uh, recording. So Sri Anna, because of what she did, Every day, uh, that Thursday class talk finish, uh, before midnight, she'll come out. <laughs> he will download the whole thing and then share. 
and she was listening to it uh, day in and day out, even while she was traveling on business trip. Or I remember she said she went to Xinjiang all the train journey, or she was listening on the flight, on the bus, everything. And because of that, she actually developed the understanding. Then, of course, she's not as fast as Pocheng because she developed it to save himself first, to come out of the, the suffering first, the first number two. Then she understands coming. She starts to appreciate Then she starts to develop the understanding, the joy, to reverse the cause of suffering, to cultivate the wholesome, follow the advice of Buddha, not only to avoid evil, he cultivated the noble, the wholesome uh, virtue and uh, wholesome thought, wholesome action, and wholesome speech. So she said she tried to do something. And the best place is to do something to help people. That's why that, that is the one that actually spurred her to change. You know. Then she see joy. You know. She understand the importance of like helping people, like following the the Buddha's advice uh, to develop the wholesomeness or miss instead of just abstain from uh, cheating, uh, stealing or those things. You do the ennoble, ennoble. Ennoble means you go beyond it. You develop generosity, kindness, uh, uh, what they call gratitude and all that. So all the expression of gratitude, thanks, uh, kindness, uh, develop harmony and all things. But that one starts to actually develop a new phase of life for her to come out of the depression. To actually develop the what they call understanding of the true meaning of life. No? So with Dhamma, and without Dhamma, she saw the big difference. Then later on, she can even develop the second uh, right uh, effort uh, to prevent the arising of the wrong tunnel. And the way she developed it is very extraordinary. Very simple and very easy. No need to go through the Dhamma achievement. Because she go through 16 years of depression, she see the defilement until she very familiar. This is the thought, the selfish thought, the deluded thought, the, 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 the whatever, like, like, like anger, hatred, and like envy, jealousy, and like don't want to accept that reality. This type of thought uh, has been causing her suffering for so long. That's why the moment she aware, she developed the awareness to be aware. And now, is it for 16 years, you have torment me, finished. That thing just subsided. That is the power of cultivation that you have the awareness and the understanding. But she can see her thought process of how she became so miserable, so weak, and suffer for that period. Then after that, she developed the glow, the joy, the progress, everything. And she was so different until the whole family member, the uh, Freddy side, the family member that earlier on couldn't get along with her, they all were amazed by the transformation. Even her business friend, Freddie, and Alicia's close friend in Macau, Philippines, all those things, 
when they saw Alicia again, they couldn't believe that they wanted to know who was the one that helped. And then they relate, is it you're just a lay teacher? Then they want to know me. That's why they invited me to go with them on the trip to Macau in Philippines. That was beautiful. And help them also because one of them also have some uh, depression uh, history and all this thing. Then relationship problem. But the one in Philippines was very good. And the daddy was very good. He's a Christian and he liked to talk to me and share all this. That's why with the Dhamma understanding, when you develop the clear understanding, you can progress very beautifully. And it was so beautiful. That's why for your case, Chui, have faith. It's a blessing in this kind. Things will happen. There are many cases, Alicia, Poching, and many other Tayamita who went through. And when the time comes, the calling comes, things will manifest. For you, I think it's beautiful. Uh, in the past, you have different type of uh, what they call uh, approach to life. Uh, to you, you are very uh, well educated. You know a lot of things, and you are very precise, especially when it comes to the language, English language. And I really uh, thank you for helping me to develop the improvement to our, uh, what we call... Oh, Brother Theo, we have to thank you. You make <laughs> a difference to our lives. Now, oh, definitely. Like this, both ways. Both oh, way. yeah. Now, because of all this, yeah. the whole of the Atta is loosening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is really... It loses its grip. Very true, very true. So, yeah. so now I, I know I look at that and I just look at it and say, hey, I live only for the moment. Tomorrow I'm yeah. going to die. Correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. No reality. It's very different. Yes. That's why your outlook of life, the understanding of life all change. Your priority all change. Thing is never like before, but change for the better. Uh, that's why the Heart Sutta, huh? when you realize through emptiness, life become wonderful. And these are real, beautiful Dhamma expression that can be realized by most Kayamita. Even nowadays, they appreciate, they appreciate a lot huh? how blessed they are. Yeah, so you can continue. Yeah. Lastly, um, you know, when Chin Hao said that this may be beyond him, no, I don't think so, Chin Hao, because actually it goes into the, this. This my own personal experience. A lot of things when you listen goes into the subconscious, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you never know how long it will take to process, or something will happen, yeah, and yeah, suddenly yeah. you say, "Hey, I know." This is what it's all about, finally. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's never lost. I, I share one real-life experience. Remember 20 over years ago, I had that hit-on car collision? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember? Yes, yeah. yes. So, I forgot all about that already. Mm. And I keep, the monk keeps saying that, be careful of the defilements. Yeah, you yeah. You can yeah. stay hidden in your subconscious 
Correct. for a very long time and you will right. never understand uh, the pilesas and all that. Yeah. So I I only, during the COVID period, I uh, actually it's last year, Deepavali time, um, I almost got into an accident because someone, another car came in front of me mm. and, and I suddenly went back, the mind went back 20 years mm. and it remembered the head-on car collision. It mm. saw that this time I would hit the sky. Yeah. But I never I never did. But the minute I did, the mind went back and the whole body froze up. That's a bodily yeah. seizure because Sorry. of the fear. And right, this is right. this is the defilement. This one is a physical one. But there yeah, are others yeah. that we have which is more uh it is um not physical. It it, it can be worse things than that, other kinds of fears. But in this particular case, it showed me that there are still more things in there that we never understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Later you know, on, as your awareness develops, yeah. you can see the subconscious and the unconscious release of all this phobia. Yeah. And, and this is also threat, yeah, the thing emotion. you talk, the talk about, the dependent origination. When yeah, this yeah. thing happens, that happens, and this this results in this and goes back. Yeah, into, that's why it's all interrelated. Okay. Interdependent, so, uh, dependent so, originating. Mm. So you also taught us that the way to get rid of it is to recognize ah. and let it go. Yeah, this then is retrospectively, retrospectively yeah. reverse it because trace the origination factor. Uh, then yeah. initially is the third way, aware and see how it sees. Yet the moment you're aware, the thought cannot move. The mundane mind cannot create anymore. That's why there is the very, uh, they call the very, uh, Krishnamurti used a very good word. The very moment you are aware means the flowering of that consciousness is the end of the consciousness. Means all the movement inside, like the flower, when it flower until it cannot flower anymore, then what happens is it degenerates. It will start to decay and degenerate means it's the ending of it. It cannot flower anymore. Means that thought cannot move anymore. Yeah. Means it cannot continue to create the uh, proliferation of angry thought, fearful thought, worrying thought, and sadness, sorrow level. All this is because if flower finishes already, when you are aware, no more condition for it to create the wrong thought to condition your fear, worry, and like, then that whole consciousness returned to its original state before the stirring. Then you realize that is your true mind, your silent mind. That is tranquility, stillness, peace, clarity. That is the awareness that we all had before the arising of the mundane mind to create the stirring, the reaction. And the misery, the entanglement, the delusion. So see in the meditation, the third way, very clearly. After that, trace origination factor to the mindfulness of the internal six sense bases and external six sense bases, like I explained just now. How the sense door, sense data from external come in through your perception. Then the moment you perceive how the awareness from inside through your memory, your views, opinion, conditioning, and belief system 
how they create the stirring of the mind, the reaction. Then, like you say, the fear, the phobia, the 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 whole body froze and all this thing. Because it recalled to memory what happened twenty years ago, the accident and all this thing. So these are all the way our mundane mind function. They call it the paticca samopada type of uh, movement. That's why avijja paccha sankara sankara paccha vijnana vijnana paccha namaru. And then from there it arises the sense basis. Then because of sense basis there is contact. Because of contact there is this feeling. Because of feeling there is this craving. Then the grasping. Then the becoming. And that arises the whole mess of suffering. So all this you will see. Avijja paccha sankara means because of ignorance, you want to know, what do you do? You go and think. That's why you go to your memory. Then your memory will retrieve all those whatever accumulated memory. Could be your phobia or whatever. Uh, all your views, your opinion, your condition. Then from there, it's still your mind. That's why after Sankara, it actually like the physics experiment, trigger the third thing, the pure consciousness before the content went in. But when you input the content, if you have the mind, you can see you, the moment you go in, it becomes the five aggregate form of mind, the thought. That's a nama rupa. Uh, and for nama rupa to arise, there must be sense basis, the Buddha knew. And he said, because of that, sense basis allow contact to happen. Because sense basis are like tanapajya pasat. Uh, then because of pasat, there is feeling. Uh, from feeling, it triggers out that craving, I told you, that process, the stirring of the mind, the reaction. The teaching in Theroda didn't explain that part. But through my own observation, how I developed it through the mundane mind in the early days, I saw how the input of content of consciousness conditioned my, my habitual tendency, my views, my opinion, my phobia. Then from there, it starts to move. Then it caused my habitual tendency, the reaction and all this. That's how I'm able to reverse all this. That's why when later on, after 1989, when I understood all this, when I heard the J. Krishnamurti sharing, he said, acting according to memory is not acting at all. I like came to a great awakening. I can understand that clearly. Then I knew how the monks, mostly scholars, the so-called practitioner, who actually commit to memory, they are all trapped in memory. And then I realized that thought-based meditation, all of them, 90 over percent, is trapped in memory. That's why I, I told my wife at that time, after 1989, I said, because she used to, uh, like, very impressed by a lot of those Dhamma Bhopan people who actually uh, got title and I, I said, listen, I said, Acting according to memory is not acting at all. I say a lot of Dhamma practitioners, even monks, trapped in memory. At that time, I already told her, 1989, when I saw all this. That's why after that, for 15 years, until 2004, I never come out and do anything. No sharing, nothing, until Yun Chan came. So all this, you will develop the understanding. Right? Today's topic is actually deep. <laughs> not easy. But like Chui said, if you develop the faith, 
uh, and the what they call urgency, uh, then you diligently like work towards it, given the sata and virya to drive you, stabilize your sati more and more. Then suddenly one day, uh, you oh no wonder now you understand. We are alone, okay, with that told me. Like even Manyandeo, last time he said, Manyandeo cannot understand what you teach. Even song, rather song, he came, he said, the first five, six years, he cannot understand what I teach. Then later on, uh, he went to Ananda Rayong, uh, then through Konyin, the chanting, uh, connect, uh, then the awareness nature stabilizes. Straight away, uh, the understanding becomes so different. Then he got so much joy, and then that time he started to read all those Heart Sutta, Appendix and all this, then everything came out so different now. That the understanding has become so different. So all of the other Kayamita, like Chin Hao, they will progress and develop the understanding later. But the time will come. You must have the faith. You look at how fast Pochang progress, you know already. Uh, Alicia took a little while, but the moment Alicia understands, she also progressed very fast. Uh, in fact, a lot of other Kaimutaya, Ingbi, they all, they progress very fast. Then even you look at Brother Timo, you don't think he doesn't understand. He understands a lot of things. He a different approach. Eh? Then Pamasuri, they also say, see, uh, then Suyan also learn a lot, uh, but he is more analytical. Uh, uh, then, of course, other Kaimuta. A lot of them actually progress, even the Klang people. Uh, Susan, they all they develop a lot of understanding. Mm. So all these are what we call the teaching which the Buddha has taught us, and we must really develop the uh, the understanding to actually rejoice with all the good sharing, because you will come to know one day that. The teaching is so wonderful, so beautiful. Then your faith in the Buddha and his teaching, the gratitude towards him becomes so different. Then you can come to tears, actually, that such great teaching, which is meant for humanity, was not really understood by most of humanity. Then those who have the understanding, you develop the great Compassion, compassion for living beings, the love, to actually share this teaching. Then wherever there is condition, that's why you will do whatever that is appropriate to help people. Then through this, then one day you suddenly realize you also have the causes and condition to go to Bodhisattva Vedanta. The moment you take that path, you plant the seed of Bodhi, then decide to actually aspire to go to Bodhisattva. That is the beginning of your Samasa Buddha journey. Uh, and that faith, that Bodhi mind that is being planted following the yellow card that I taught you, you will progress very fast. You become very different. A lot of Kayamita told me after they took the vow, they become very different. Mm. So this type of sharing, I hope, can give Kaimita more and more faith and understanding. Then, like I shared many years back, I remember, 
all the duckling you remember they try to climb up that 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 that, that cliff or that step huh? so at first nobody can no. then suddenly one of the duckling have managed to go out no. Whoa, the rest full of faith no. so try very hard no. then later on another one go out more excited no. then, another, then finally all went out oh that was the joy that that Video I remember a lot of time meta very like like uh, as inspired by uh, I remember a lot of other Kaimita community already that was a good one. All duckling <laughs> managed to go and the mother duck very cute you know, up there. Don't want to help also. Uh, he let you all do uh, because he has taught them already. Uh, that one by one they went up. So for me, it's a good uh, message, or I should say a very good analogy. Yeah? And personally, my nature believe all Kayamita, you have the faith, the sincerity, and you diligently cultivate, persevere, you will make it. Even the Bodhisattva way to become Samasamuddha, you will make it. You look at the Lotus Sutta, the wonderful Dhamma Lotus Sutta, is mentioned there. The one that started it was initially the first chant, Namo something, uh, the Buddha's name or the whatever. Uh, that was the first actually wholesome thought no, that paved the causes and conditions for all this future Bodhisattva to become Samasambuddha. And it's mentioned so clearly there. Ah, Alicia, yeah, come in. Uh, right? Good evening, Brother Jill. Ah, good evening. Okay, uh. um, when Brother understanding about the Namo. Namo, Namo, so full of joy about um很多人可能我不知道啦因为我之前我也是在唱南摩南摩其实我也不懂什么是南摩所以不容易因为我想讲的是我在之前去九华山有拿了一个佛陀在那个地藏王菩萨的一个一个玉的佛像那边 他是说那个FornoverTruth。嗯。那个FornoverTruth他就说,呃,就是,first他就是要给我们知道那个苦的那样的事件给我们看,就是我在Refactory区其实本来就起初开始我的时候也是这样。你把那个FornoverT
duty， 但是你呃，你会很一一样一样的把它去做，处理到很好啊。对，你的 mind 就是啊 ，OK， I mean 偶尔你也会，但是你偶尔会呃起那个一点点的呃所谓的一点点的，对，那个还比较在本身还有对、啊，但是你知道这个是 condition， 对对,对，所以你又不会你不会说呃很烦恼呃啊不会聊的，对，不会聊的，所以嗯。啊、呃，我想分享给大家知道的是，嗯、呃，不是很难，也不是很容易。对。因为这个我最近在，对的，嗯。呀，我最近在 clear 我的一些东西，我大大小小，我找到我所在 Bradio 学习我写下来的 notes 啊，我。啊，那个很好啊。我大大小小，我有整七八本，不然就。对对对，你一定要这样，啊，因为你不能够 record 的，要 it happens over long period。嗯。就是我写下来的，呃，所谓的的当下，我记录下来，可能那时候我不是很清楚。对对。就好像，呃，我现在在看回，呃，那个 Suranga 那个那个一段，我也是觉得。当下我写的时候，我是用我的 dot 去 understand， 对对对我,我根本不知道那个所谓的文和声音是怎么样来的。对，因为现在我刚刚再贴一点点，我就看到其实那个文读回去啊，对对，因为它跟文跟声音是要一个 condition 的去，你去把它呼应那个名字，它才会有所谓的呃，所谓你听到的东西。所以，呃，这个这个所谓的来来所谓的 a consciousness 也是，我也花了。几年的时间的去探讨，慢慢的去了解，然后呃有空的时候就拿出来去思维，他才能够呃真正的明白它里面的，他不是就是 Bradio， 我听回 Bradio 以前给我的 advice 哦，二零二二年。啊、你也是有讲的 ，Bradio 也是有 mention 说你的呃 wisdom 要呃跟你的 med meditation 啊那个 awareness 要啊对一一样一样的慢慢的去 progress， 所以所以我我是在想在这里讲，其实这个真的得来不易，那个 condition 也是很不容易 ，and then 我能够呃，林生能够带我过去 Bradio 那边，我我想冥冥中也是有安排啦。Yeah. 我我所谓的啊，因为前世一嘛，对，所以我很感恩。你这一次也一样啊，跟 Freddie 啊，你一找到我，你就懂得怎样去来 develop the understanding 出来。Then after that 啊，你整个 understanding or life 啊 ，become so different 哦。And you did so much hopefulness 哦 ，after that 啊。Yeah, yeah, Freddie is really 不容易，因为之前。我所经历的 life 不是 life， 因为对对对，一个就是行尸走肉的那种生活，就是你对对对说什么，你身边有什么，其实你根本也看不到。现在可能会慢慢的会去看得到，会去对对对，会去 understand 人家的感受，为什么会这样子？对，所以我是很感恩这几年跟 brother 学。Radio 学的一切，慢慢的我也，你 ，You know Radio 那天我出去买东西，遇到一个 lady， 啊，两次我遇到她很奇怪，我两个 condition 我遇到她，然后她跟我讲
我睡不到觉哦。哇，啥都。<笑>然后我就心想，哇，这个人第一次看到我就跟我讲，他不能睡觉，这么这样奇怪的。Yeah, you just. <笑> it makes me, you know, think back when I was like in her yeah, condition. Like her yeah, I was so, uh, how many, how to say, like, 心里面感觉到对，就是。看到他的苦，但是 ，you know， like， 跟他讲一点点，毕竟他没有 cultivate， 我就随便 touch touch 一下就过了。嗯、还有 Brad 就讲 on Tuesday 讲我们为什么要发愿去度众生。嗯，是啊，对。这个这个发愿，呃，我所 understand 的是，我们发愿是种下那个菩提心，让我们的。呃，这个所谓的呃慈悲心 develop 上来，对对对,对，然后呃去呃呃同体大悲，就是别人的悲也是我们的对对对。但是 on another hand， 你要明白到这个是 condition 的嘛，对对,对。所以这个要抓一个平衡 ，radio， 我、yeah. 我是很很很感恩在 radio 这几年学习到的东西，因为真的学以致用，嗯、就是你把它放在生活里面，对。很容易的，你就会呃，对你就会理解到更深啊。And then 就会知道所谓的 Brandio 讲，对呀，就是 Brandio 每天讲真空庙有真空庙，以前我不懂，现在我懂。对对对。所以 Brandio， 我在这里在感恩 Brandio， 还有感恩 Sister Poching 的 inspiration。Yeah yeah yeah。The first duckling that climbed up. Yeah yeah, they actually climb up very high. She's the one that inspire me, and then、yeah. you know, and then that opens up my heart to rejoice、yeah. in her,、uh, her whatever progress. So that for by by rejoicing, I don't know. Uh, this will open up my heart. Slowly, slowly, I will progress. And I will bless everyone. All of the the technical people, like uh uh uh, Sui ah, Barry Sui An ah, Jin Hao ah. 还有爸妈，呀，爸妈，所以跟 Bradley 他们，哎呀，感感恩这个大家庭就对了 ，Bradley， 我要感恩的太多太多，所以在这里我就想呃跟大家就是呃呃分享一下就呃不不要不要管他那个路有多难走还是什么，对于。对于我们来讲，我们已经很好了，很幸运了，很幸运了。对，比、啊、比起很多人，我每天在街上看到很多人，我都会很多的感慨，因为他们实在不容易，哈、哦，不然就对对对，不感恩大家，阿弥陀佛。沙丢沙丢阿弥陀佛 ，Let us rejoice 啊，沙丢沙丢沙丢。Hey, what Alicia shares is very good and very beautiful and very true. You look around.、Eh? Actually, no need to look far around the society that we live in, the people that we encounter.、Uh, you should count your own great blessing. How fortunate you are because you have this ability and develop all this kaimitaship to develop all this understanding. Then able to be born during the sun's night, a human being, and to go this way. And to be able to have the understanding to live this type of life is very unique. You look at all those heedless and deluded people. In fact, most of them are like that. So I remember yesterday, 
when I was watching the TV, then I reflected. Where it was American society, Middle East war and all those things. It got this astro. They, they have the full range of astro channel. You know what I saw? There was no reality. Consciousness. And every one of these had different consciousness inside, you know, based on their coming path and all things. And most of them are suffering, misery. Even the journalists, the announcers, yes, they, they, on one side, they take side, you understand? Know, then they try to, like, cite the one that, uh, like, you know, the Western media and all those things. Then you have that, of course, the other extreme, the Islamic media and all those things. Then you have all those people who suffer, you know, where they show you, uh, you look at the Ukraine war, it lasted almost two years already. You know, you know when you are born in such situation, uh, even the Gaza, non-stop one, you know, the, the, the amount of what they call uh, ammunition that they fire, the missiles and all those things. And every now and then, uh, no peace or not. That's why when they develop the trust to actually enter into cessation, not our type of cessation, uh, not to fight only for a few days, they were very happy, you know. There was so much joy. But we take all this for granted. We are not there. <laughs> and most human beings, they are not there. Then healers living beings, they really suffer a lot. They suffer a lot. Then as you develop more understanding of the Dhamma, like Alicia shared, the living Dhamma is very important. When you can develop the understanding and put it into practice, like he, she mentioned, when she came to my house, she was actually zero-based, doesn't understand anything. But because of that four number truth thing that she even saw when she visited the Tisawang Pusa Way place, he starts to understand now why all this teaching can be so profound and so beautiful. So when I explained to her the first noble truth followed by the second noble truth, how she attended the first lesson, that was the beginning for her to actually have the causal same condition to connect back. Yeah, this is her way to come and to develop the understanding where she has to go through suffering to understand suffering. Uh, then the other one is I remember Gumoy last I also say, well, after two years of depression, after what she went through, she told me you know, later on in the sharing, he said by talking to me, she recovered within three months. Then he said, the moment I tried to explain to her the first and second novel through he said, no need to explain that much. He said, no need to go into so much. Because he understood it inside out. Now. Why? We are two years of depression. That suffering, that misery, the suicidal thought, the what they call defilement, the transcendence, the negativity of thought and content. Everything was so clear to her. There was nothing wholesome at all. Everything is about sadness, depressive thought, 
uh, they call it uh, what they call very severe uh, fear and uh, resentment and all those things. Then two delusions trapped in a cocoon of cease or endless uh, negativity of thought process. So, uh, blame a lot of people, even brothers, sisters, and the loved ones. Is it? So the thought, very funny or no behave. That's why when you have the Dhamma, you develop great understanding, you know, and that one transforms into compassion, you know, gratitude, sincerity, kindness. You know. Then you can see causes and conditions. Then when you see somebody like the one approach Alicia, you, know, you say, I cannot sleep. That word itself triggered all. You know. That was what happened to her then or years ago, for 16 years, when she was in depression. You know. And all these other causes and That's why it will let you understand. It will let you develop the Bodhisattva uh, mind or the Bohi mind to plant the seed of Bohi, to aspire to go this way. And all this has become so beautiful. That's why as you cultivate, it's no more about like the normal Theravada type of cultivation on the sun. Not just the essential dharma to liberate the mind, to develop the sainthood until arrange. No more. It's about life. Dharma in daily life. That's why the Sichi Abbot, Zhen Yan also mentioned, uh, the living Bodhisattva, he always used this word, Si Jian Pusa. So, the one, because all those people that they train to do this work, they are like bodhisattva in real life. So all these are the understanding that they were developing. That's why for her is do compassion first. Oh, Putin wrote something, Sadhu. Huh? Can deal for awareness-based meditation and certain teaching. Mm. Uh, uh, you can retrieve it on. Ah, uh, good. Uh, so, Kayamita, uh, you move up, uh, move up. So, uh, okay, I read the whole thing. Uh, so, we we'll all can read. Can deal for awareness-based meditation and the sudden teaching and Kayamita's for walking the Bodhisattva way and the Bodhisattva power and inspiring, sharing uh, with love, sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Very beautiful. Yeah. Let us rejoice. Huh? Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Okay, I think I have to end. Huh? Summarize. We have the way we actually evolve the sharing nowadays is so different. It's more about the real practice, especially the one that Alicia mentioned. Just now. He said, when I expounded the first noble truth and second noble truth to open her up. Then she came to realize the more important one is to put it into practice. Party party. Pariyati is the hearing, the listening. Then after that, the real transformation is to put that Dhamma into practice in daily life. To see the actual living Dhamma. That is the true one. Then later on, like her, you all will understand all this uh, very minute or very 
like like to normal people is not significant one. But the word will stand up, you know, like the word namo. The meaning so deep, you no, know, then taking of the Bodhisattva or the planted seed of Bohi, the meaning is so deep. You know. All this understanding will follow. That's why the Bodhisattva way is not the normal sainthood way. It's so different. You know, what you go through, what you experience, what you actually develop as understanding. The full movement of love, compassion, sincerity, kindness, and honesty, your vow becomes so beautiful. That's why you read the, the sutra of innumerous meaning. That one is very beautiful, especially the section on virtue of a bodhisattva. That virtue of a bodhisattva, their mind is so beautiful. Is always in the state of that true mind, tranquility, stillness, fully away. And all this, they are described, the clarity of. And that is what bodhisattvas are. Their mind are like that. No, no longer heedless and completely lost in thought and all those things. So as we develop all this understanding, the cultivation becomes so beautiful. Oh, there's another one. I read this one, then we end. Sadio, Sister Alicia, for your challenging cultivation from depression to understanding for the virtual and developing into living Dhamma. It's so beautiful and inspiring. Sadio, Sadio, Sadio. Oh, very good. This one written by who? Uh, same. Uh, Pocheng uh, also. Yeah. Uh, Sadio. Let us rejoice. Uh. Sadio, Sadio. Okay, I think we better uh, end. Uh, almost nine minutes. Uh, ten minutes beyond six already. Let us rejoice one more time. Uh, then we uh, do the sharing. Sadio, Sadio, Sadio. Okay, let us compose our mind, develop the faith, and we shall rejoice in all this wholesomeness and share them with all beings, starting with the divas. Akka, Sata, Bumata, Deva Naga Mahindika Punyang Tang Anamoditwa Chirang Rakan Tulokasasana Itta Vata Jamehi Sampadan Punya Sampadan Sabbe Deva Anamodantu Sapasampati Siddhiya Idang Menya Tinang Hotu Sukita Hontunya Tayo Idang benya tina hotu sukita hontunya teyo. Idang benya tina hotu sukita hontunya teyo. Devo satu kali na sasa sampati heto cha. Pito bawa tu loko cha. Raja dama tu damiko. Himina punyang kamina. Mame bala samagamo, satang samagamo otu, yawa nivana patiya, sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Okay, let us pay respect to Buddha, Kwan Yin Bodhisattva, and all the worthy ones. Then we end the whole session. Eh? Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu.